0: hello welcome to right act reviews a part of the right Act podcast where myself stephen hill hello how are you hope you're doing well and him renfrey Deadman, he's the other one of course hello how are you renfrey you all right uh i'm
1: very well steve i'm very excited about talking about this band that we absolutely mm. adore
0: we do Spoiler we alert. do this is this is a show like i say where we take an album which has come out or coming out or is of some sort of value or interest to us and we give you our opinion on the record you can listen to us if you like over on a friday every friday wherever you get your podcasts on riot act talking about all manner of things in the alternative spectrum but here we hone in on one album we also do that on our patreon page as well patreon.com forward slash right act podcast where you can sign up for a five pound tier and get two classic albums a month where renfrey and i talk about our favorite albums ever made ever renfrey's actually a bit bleary eyed today because he's been doing death heaven sunbather haven't you renfrey yes up editing that all night because we basically spoke about sunbather by death heaven for too long (laughs) should we say too long it was it was was two hours and 45 minutes and i decided that
1: that it might have been, uh, it might have gone into territories that maybe weren't absolutely essential
0: to it. So I, I was editing it quite late last night. That was me going. Black metal fans are idiots, basically. Like for the fifteenth time. I did edit a fair few of those out. Yeah, uh. <laughs> yeah. I'm not surprised. But anyway, so there's a load of there's a load of uh, classic albums up on our Patreon page, and also if you'd like to suggest a record, you can sign up, and we will hopefully do it on our writers' review. We try and do one of those every week. So yes, Patreon.com/slash forward Right Act Podcast. Anyway, let's get on with the album that we're going to be talking about today we're going to be looking at the sixth studio album from the now fully returned 90s alternative rock legends failure the album is called wild type droid which is a good name for the album i like I it a lot yeah just don't really talk about album titles so much but when i saw that i was like wild type droid that conjures a lot of imagery which is of fairly similar stuff to what failure have been doing yeah. because basically since 1996's fantastic planet we have basically been orbiting through space with failure, haven't we? Oh, yes.
1: Although, interestingly, um, I think this album, there's something in the press notes, which I'm going to bring up right bloody now.
0: I've got it in front of me right now, there if you'd, you if go, you'd like you to. do it, uh, do it. go uh, on. Yes. So, um, Ken, a- Ken Andrews of the, the band has said, this feels like a good place and time to abandon the space iconography and theme once and for all. Sorry, it was Greg, it wasn't Ken, it was Greg. In a lot of ways, this album feels like a return to earth. All minds have been called back to their bodies. There's a lot to attend to right in front of us. So immediately, and I saw that, I was like, oh. Because essentially, to talk about failure, I, you know, I, as as great and as influential as they were in the 90s, they as someone who likes the 90s, much to my embarrassment, I they completely passed me by. I think I've said this e- pretty much every time I've reviewed Failure mm-hmm. since they've come back. I've said I was not aware of them. I was asked to go and interview them when 2015's Comeback album The Heart Is a Monster came out. I was sent The Heart Is a Monster in advance. I listened to it, my jaw hit the floor, and I immediately went it's one of those times where you go this is the best album I hear this year. There's not this is the best album we're going to hear this year. It's fucking incredible. And I went back to their albums, particularly Fantastic Planet, and was like, my God, this band are amazing. Mm. They're amazing. Saw them live a couple of times. They were amazing. And I've just been an absolutely massive, massive fan of them ever since. I think the, the album that they followed, The Heart is a Monster Up With, 2018's In the Future, Your Body Will Be the Furthest furthest Thing from your, your Mind. mind. Yep was in my top 20 albums of 2018 even though it was kind of incrementally released bit by bit it was a series of three EPs, eps wasn't it oh yeah it was yeah yeah. yeah yeah well it was three eps and then the fourth ep made up the album yeah, in full that sounds right yeah 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 um <clears throat> but yeah but i was not really aware of failure but i have since i've been listening to them felt like they are just this spacey alternative rock band so the idea that they might now be traversing into something else I find kind of exciting on one hand but a little bit frightening on the other m free
1: yeah well what does that mean in the grand scheme of things what does it mean when they say that they're basically coming back down to earth I think um, I think the first thing that hit me with this new failure record is you know it still absolutely sounds like failure the the sonic tapestry that failure uh, weave or inhabit is entirely... Unique to them, and they have this intangible chemistry. Which, to be totally to be totally honest with you, when it comes to talking about failure and reviewing them, I find it uh, a bit of a pain in the ass, to be honest, because they have a, a sound which is extraordinarily <laughs> difficult to describe and to kind of.
0: But yet, it's so familiar. And yet, it's
1: so familiar. Um, it's really, it's 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 an odd thing, and and it's it, you know. Re- From that point of view, I mean, obviously, this is not a criticism. I'm not trying to point out as a criticism. In fact, if anything, I would say it's a good thing. But goodness me, it's very difficult to describe what the failure sound is. Um, We will give it a go, I think, throughout this podcast, probably. Um, But uh, I I think in this particular case, um, it feels like a slighter failure record and i don't want to give the impression that the expansiveness isn't there anymore because certainly the songs themselves you know you still have all these really um unusual guitar tones and sounds really warm bass sounds i really love uh, a lot of the bass work on this record um and there's, there's definitely that sense that this is failure but and it, even it, even I was about to say it feels like a stripped down failure record, and even that feels inaccurate. It, it it's it's just ever so slightly more down to earth, I suppose. <laughs> ever so slightly, slighter.
0: Yeah. Um, well, I mean, th- this is one of the bands. Just I want to say, I think that we definitely hold up when we say Reformation albums don't have to suck. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, when the band comes back, their music's always rubbish. And certainly, first album they might do all right second album's usually a big problem mm-hmm. and if you get to a third album you're usually kind of checked out mm-hmm. yeah and of there course, are I mean, cases it's probably
1: worth saying sorry to interrupt you but it's probably worth saying of course now we we are they, they this is the they've released as many albums
0: since their reformation with this record as they did when yeah. they were initially here so yes yeah exactly and i think failure have been I was going to say lucky then. It's not luck. It's by design, isn't it? But Failure has been clever. because they're very good clever. at what they do. Uh, yeah, have been yeah. clever. I've been clever as... more. I think more clever than um, a group of bands who did reform from the sort of 90s alt-rock generation who... It's hard to be mud honey when you're 60, right? And you're, you're pushing your kind of latter years. You've got to find new ways to do things. And some people have done it, and some people haven't. Billy Corgan yeah, and has struggled a little bit over the last decade, hasn't he, to put out Smashing Pumpkins material, which is anywhere near of the same calibre that the early Smashing Pumpkins material was, although that bar is exceptionally high. Is. I do concede that. Um, although, although... CYR. <laughs> yeah, it's a bad yeah. record. It's a bad record. I uh, you know, I think the first so shining and Bright first outfit really really good. But, you know, patchy whereas yeah. Failure. And it's odd actually using the Smashing Pumpkins as, as a comparison because I think they are maybe the closest band to Failure that I can think of. I mean, there are
1: ooh, I mean that there, there are oh, there are similarities. Why are they similar? ah <sighs> spacey the 80s. the 80s the 80s ah okay yeah there's actually quite a bit of yeah, 80s mate. on this record yeah okay i
0: mean uh, i think certainly what the smashing pumpkins are trying to do now and we've spoken with i mean we did a podcast with Stephen wilson who was going on wanting to do an 80s album but make it sound contemporary a sort of 80s pop album i think smashing pumpkins are an example of a band who tried to do that and failed quite disastrously uh, what failure have been i think quite smart in doing from their inception really and it didn't Wasn't a smart idea at the time because they would have been a lot bigger if they maybe had gone for the Alice in Chains, Soundgarden, Stained Temple Pilots dollar. But they were borrowing more from Pink Floyd and the Beatles, Psychedelic Rock and, yeah, the 80s as well. You know, the kind of the alternative 80s, the indie of the 80s. And that wasn't really cool in Mm. the 90s particularly you know that sort of stuff became way less cool and black sabbath and um and then you know rap metal became far cooler a thing to be borrowing from than you know the 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 berlin era of bowie or whatever which is what i think failure much more in common with than the majority of their 90s peers
1: i do feel like failure exists within a vacuum of their own um and you know yes we can we c- can call them a 90s band but really even that doesn't feel um well obviously it's accurate from the point of view that they came through in the 90s well, yeah. but it but it doesn't feel uh like a, a decent descriptor because really um
0: I, they don't they sound don't, like they're from the 90s do
1: they They don't sound like they're from any era they they they, they like i say they are within a vacuum of their own and they are so sort of singular in what they do. I know, you know, I'm constantly bringing up identity when it comes to bands and stuff like that, but Failure just have this really bizarre one. I think particularly almost because it comes more through the music itself than it does say the vocals. I think nine times out of 10, a lot of um, identifiable features of a band come through a vocalist, a lot of the time, not always, but a lot of the time there are exceptions um but with failure it's definitely something in the kind of guitar tones that they go for and the the unusual expansive sounds that they try to create and well do create really really successfully um and all that stuff is still definitely here on this record and they are that you know they've used uh a few different bits of instrumentation on this record they're experimenting with baritone guitars now um and again that gives that, that a really warm sense it's a really nice warm embrace of a record but i also think uh, interestingly the manner in which this album was written um it did say in the press notes in the midst of the global planned pandemic the band moved into rehearsal space where they recorded hours upon hours of improvs over the course of a month uh, there is a sense whilst i don't think these songs ever meander or anything like that there is a sense that there's a fluidity to these songs which was born out of jamming if that makes sense like i was a little bit hesitant to say that because i think sometimes when you think of songs born out of jamming you do just think of these long endless noodly things that's not what these are at all they just feel um fluid yeah they feel fluid and it, it feels like it's a band listening to each other uh and and try to create the best song as a result of that
0: yeah and i think um ken andrews has said as, of this, as of this album this is the quote that i was going to Uh, chuck in as well. To me it captures a lot of the new musical approaches and techniques that we've been going for in this album but somehow it's still quintessential failure. We've been together long enough to know that some of our best ideas come directly from these experimental sessions. For this album we simply cultivated that methodology for a much longer time than we have in the past. It brought out the trio aspect of the band. There was a feeling that we could really push the individual parts further away from each other and let the more interesting and challenging combinations take center stage. Now there's a bit in the second to last song, Bad Translation, which is a fucking brilliant song, where that exact thing, you can actually, I think, you can hear that happening, where everybody goes away and this really weird guitar part um, comes in and then the rest of the band kind of come in behind it as well. Now that's not a particularly unique thing for a rock band to do, but the way in which Failure do it, I mean, I've written down in my notes, sounds a bit, uh, you know, hello, yes, return of one of my cliches sounds a bit like something talk talk really. <laughs> you know? it. it's a very kind of spirit of Edeny thing to do and every time i hear that space left between a full band and a single instrument my mi- that's that's where my mind always goes immediately my mind always goes to that place and that's you know for me that is I'm not sure there's many higher compliments I can pay something, and I pay quite a lot of people that compliment, <laughs> as you may have noticed. But <laughs> I don't want to diminish the quality of the compliment because you know, Talk Talk are fucking incredible. Talk. I mean, so. yeah, it's 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 uh, it,
1: it's difficult to talk about kind of dynamics and interplay between uh uh musicians when it's like this you know without sort of bringing up talk talking away I mean not mm. not that I think it's an obvious comparison um but I do absolutely see where where
0: you're coming from There is it's about methodology again yeah I, like, kind of says in that quote you know the methodology is the thing that that, that kind of um that stands out to me in, the, in that manner
1: well, I think also in terms of flow um there's like a three song run on this album um headstand a lifetime of joy and submarines where it almost it isn't quite but it almost feels like all three of those songs fade in and out of one another there is a slight gap in between the in the last two but they really even even then um a joy a lifetime of joy feels like it's it's a very short song yeah Mm. yeah I I mean there aren't any um failure fans will be aware that they since fantastic planet have um, made a thing of having segues on their record and just calling them you know segue one segue two segue three blah 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 and there's no there's none of those segues on uh this record I think a lifetime of is the closest that comes to it definitely and it it, exactly what i yeah it's an interlude of sorts I would say but there are vocals on it which is i think was probably the reason why it wouldn't be a segue and yes mm-hmm. absolutely it feels like an intro to uh that next track um submarines yeah. thank you um which has that massive like i think harmonic uh fueled riff um which starts out very simply on two notes and then does this crazy little almost like I said it for the Converge and Chelsea Wolf album that we just well but there's almost a deranged circus feel to this like little run that it does really off kilter bizarre little riff that
0: feels very very failure <laughs> you know um Ken's voice on that as well because it feels like um you know you mentioned a lifetime a lifetime of joy is almost like they're sort of tuning up to go into that riff. Uh, Everybody gets their little bit. It's like, a. it reminded me of, there's some real kind of Keith Moon-esque fills, and then like a kind Mm. of drum, uh, like a drum drum solo, but like some fills. And then you get the bass kind of coming in. It feels like everybody's kind of gearing up. And then when Submarines comes in, this huge rift comes in. And like you say, it gets really like, wow, it hits you really, really hard. Mm. And again, you know, like failure, like I say, of they haven't been burdened with having to recapture the pure youthful exuberance of punk rock in the way that a lot of 90s grunge bands had to they haven't been they're not they're not burdened by having to kind of recreate that which i think is absolutely you know it might have been a pain in the ass at the time for them to be like you know why a fucking bush on the front cover of rolling stone and you know we're third from bottom on the second stage at Lollapalooza or whatever but in the long run artistically when you listen to Failure's back catalogue there's no dip in quality there's no um Not really there's no sense of aging mm. from them well, because they don't they don't need to try and sound young they can yeah. be sort of somber and they can be leaden footed a little bit and it actually really suits them that kind of drop in pace it actually really, really suits him. But on that song particularly, Ken sounds pissed off. And I think he's a great vocalist because he doesn't really belt, you know, like he's he's not a mumbler, like say, you know, verse Kurt Cobain, Kurt Cobain during verses. Um but during he, and he does all Nirvana verses. <laughs> yeah, all Nirvana verses. You yeah, yeah, you know, know, what what know what I mean. But um, <clears throat> he doesn't do that kind of mumbly grunge thing. He definitely sings, but he sings in a, quite an unassuming way and he rarely kind of belts something out like there's a few big songs obviously on fantastic like stuck on you on fantastic planet would be like yeah, that's it's, it's one, clearly isn't. a massive a massive single but he doesn't ever really get his vocals never get super animated on that song it does and it's good to hear that you know when they want to do that they they are capable of doing it but it's like you know that's not really our that's not really our wheelhouse that's not really our style that's not really what we're going for and well, they're not really a showy just, band are they they're not yeah. are they no but, but no. which is
1: you know not like uh, i think they're a band who are all about yeah listening to each other and trying to interact with one another it feels like there is very little ego in failure and i think that is a huge part of why they can put together these compositions which sound so complete and sound so it it it, it Almost always, to me, feels like in so many ways it's amazing that they're a three-piece. You know, because the sound yeah, I,
0: they create. I, I saw them at the Boston Music yeah. Rooms in 2015. Did you go? Take it? I didn't, unfortunately. No, I wish That's I did. I've heard you talk about it before,
1: though, and I wish I had. So, let, you know, There's
0: <laughs> probably, in, definitely, in a small venue, they're the best sounding band I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Like the quality of the sound, how perfect they got the mix, and how how just great, and it just sounded incredible. And again, you know, the interplay between them—like often they were switching instruments. They wanted they would be, you know, like Ken would nip over to the the keyboards and and play, you know, just the keyboard bit, and then do the bass parts. And it just everything sounded perfect. And I think, you know, there's like I say, there's nothing showy about them, but there is an almost obsessive want for every single instrument to do the optimum that it can do in every song. Like every time I listen Mm. to Failure, I'm always like, I feel like I can hear every note of every instrument in the way that it's meant to be played. And that is like very, very rare. That's very rare. There's not many bands where you listen to them and you go fucking hell like every single person here is playing is captured to the absolute maximum that they should be captured yeah like there's really not many bands where you you listen to it and you go i can hear everything mm. perfectly mm. but failure always always seem to get that that the product i don't know if it's a composition the production the mixing the co- you know the, the way that they tonally tune or the whatever they use but but they I just think it's sound all of the above. Fuck, probably is, isn't it? They just sound fucking amazing all the time. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They really do. And it's really, really blindingly obvious. I mean, look, I don't know this for a fact, but I'm relatively certain just from listening to the music that they're probably gear nerds and stuff like that because of the totally unusual tones that they create. Um and um I, I think that's fantastic. They can almost create like I mean, actually, sometimes I think bands who do create those amazing, like, odd tones, sometimes they rely on that in their songwriting, and you kind of find that they haven't written a particularly good song, it's just the guitar tone that is doing, you know, 90% of the work or whatever. I don't think Failure ever are guilty of that. Um, And even, I mean, there are moments on this record which are very, very... um, quite restrained um, uh, for failure so Bring Back the Sound has an awful like, it starts out and for the first couple of minutes is basically just an acoustic song. Picked acoustic song. Yeah, yeah. With, with, with you know and, and because this is failure like there's no way that it's just going to be picked acoustic and, it, and it, it does have other bits and pieces going on over the top and stuff and it really does broaden out and become this big thing towards the uh, song's conclusion but I think um, I think there is a I mean back to basics doesn't feel accurate in this particular case but there is a, there is it does feel like wild type droid generally is uh, is a is a little bit more streamlined maybe I said stripped back earlier which didn't really feel correct streamlined is maybe a little bit more accurate it's certainly it's it's for failure it's a short record um it's 45 it is, minutes yeah. 40, mm-hmm. um or 44 minutes or something. ten tracks like ten tracks and you know what heart as a monster was what like 16 or 18 or something insane yeah. like that and uh, the last one was which i'm not going to repeat the title of because i can never 17? remember it was was uh, yeah quite uh, quite a few it was you know and th- both of those records were were over an hour definitely and i will confess and you might have got this uh You might have got this sense when we first talked about this album over the phone but I I think initially um, there was a little sense of basically this is the spoilt brat in me the spoilt failure fan in me but there was a little sense of like because I'm used to doing you doing more I was a bit like oh is that it I wanted more Um, but the more that I listened to this album the more I realized that actually you know there's plenty on there's absolutely loads on here i just think failure have spoiled us in the past in terms of like the sheer amount that they cram into their records and actually and actually there is a ton going on here there is absolutely loads and 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 it's absolutely you know a record and worthy of a record's length and yada yada yada. um but there is definitely that sense that it has been a little bit more streamlined and i think that's what they're talking about with the coming back to earth stuff yeah
0: It it feels well. I mean, to me, it's a record. of sort of sort of a record of two halves, or it's a record of two. I mean, definitely the last few songs. Everything really starts to slow down, and the the kind of the width of the the record starts to widen out massively. I think, and it's much more slower. Like I say, much more somber. I mean, you get the opening couple of songs, walk with hands and headstands, and then you obviously go into lifetime of joy and submarines with the big riff that we were talking about. I think that's quite a it's quite an energetic opening. Th- four so you've got a big sort of punky post-punky sort of pumpkinsy wash on water with hands heads down was the single and which is is brilliant by the way which is fucking brilliant and then you know because when it kicks in obviously it's quite slow to begin with but when it kicks in and it really soars and it's i've just got a knack of making really somber and unclean stuff sounding making it sound really hauntingly beautiful and and super catchy the chime of the guitar is pure the cure and then they add in some synth and some like sleigh bells and by the end of it and you're like wow there is there is they're masters at this sort of subtle dynamic shift i think
1: yeah there's a part in the middle of the song where i think any other band would just sort of go into some sort of guitar solo or something like that and there's a part where this slow militaristic drum pattern slowly fades out beneath these guitars which are sort of phasing in and out of one another um and uh and it just sort of retains the drum pattern and then uh or it retains all the the phasing guitars and then the drums just completely fade out and then uh a snare comes crashing back in and ushers in this like huge wall of sound which I mean, I think for Failure, this is kind of their equivalent of a guitar solo or something along those lines, but it isn't a guitar solo in any way, stretch or form. It's just it, it's just another way of, you know, the purpose of solos, as we've talked about in the past, is to like lift a song to to a different place. And Failure managed to do that without going down a conventional route. And I suppose that kind of sums up what Failure do in lots of ways, doing things and going to places without going down the conventional route, which is probably why it's a pain in the ass to describe what they do um and and sum it all it up is. but 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 it it's is, also but what I makes them brilliant
0: it's definitely what makes them brilliant and also you know if you get in the thing and oh god i can't even describe what it is like this is a super instantaneous record and there is stuff like i mean mercury mouth which i fucking love i mean it sounds proper like the police the cure i mentioned maybe even U2, the kind of early U2, that really big sound which you know is a bit of me obviously and i love that they're really influenced by that stuff and like i say in the 90s, it was not cool to be influenced by, you know, the police or U2. That was not a cool thing to be influenced by. But it was sort of a taboo, I guess, in a lot of ways. Like, let's reject all of the music from the past. And Although a lot of bands were leaning in on Black Sabbath and, and yeah, you know. 60s and th- 70s. <laughs> yeah, and, the, and Black Flag and stuff. Um, but I'm glad to see people kind of doing it these days. And it's what they've kind of always done. And there's a song called undecided again you know it's i I put it's like it's kraut rock done by a new romantic band on downers (laughs) and it might be my favorite song on the record it just sounds like all kinds of weird great alternative 80s stuff um a lot of bowie in the song long division the uh, long division and that's my favorite on the record yeah yeah i think that goes into sort of berlini bowie era mm. and the record gets slower and less and even slower and even less energetic as it continues and this is maybe i mean would you say in terms of pace and quote-unquote rock is this the least heavy failure album would you say uh, uh, yeah i think
1: so overall yeah. yes I there's would say not it is.
0: A, there's not an obvious big sort of guitar rock banger on this record i
1: suppose i think submarines and headstand are the closest it gets yeah and even they're, then they're the two mm,
0: mm. but i think if you compare them with the big songs of their ilk on other records mm. they're bigger songs not necessarily better but, mm. but bigger songs mm. and more kind of mosh pit ready songs if you like i think
1: initially i think on my first listen and i will say on my first listen and my first listen alone um that was uh, that contributed to the feeling of oh is that it and then i realized you know upon second third fourth listen no there is actually fuck clothes going on here it's just um and i do agree with you i think it is a relatively immediate record i think it's arguably more immediate argument says the most immediate failure record actually um but uh i suppose due to what I've heard from failure perform what I expected. Um, I did expect a little bit more. I mean, I don't know. Do failure do bangers in a traditional sense? Uh, I'm not. No, I don't think they do. They, no, no.
0: They've got a couple that you go. Well, I can, you know, but by the weird standard of '90s alternative yeah. rock and what you used to get in the charts, you know, yeah. I think they they kind of do. When bands like Pavement and Cake and True, yeah. Even even Smashing Pumpkins, yeah. you know, we're we're getting like, you know, tonight tonight is not an obvious banger in a no, lot of ways. No, true, is it? true. But I, um, I think
1: you're right. I think the record does sort of slowly, uh, um, sort of wind down um and and you know i think we both mean that in a positive sense it's not when Mm -hmm. we say it's losing energy it's not like in a it's not that it's becoming tired it's deliberate it's very much deliberate i think and then by the end i mean you've got that song half moon which really does i feel like we've used this as a comparison for failure before but that song is literally 50 50 the beatles pink
0: floyd right yeah (laughs) like Uh, but but also i mean you you think because it came on i was like oh it's going to be a nice little acoustic picked end to the record and you can feel those drums Mm. that that kind of snare and tom just sort of sneaking up on you in the background and then suddenly everybody comes in Mm. and it's just a bit well it's a bit off isn't it it sounds like a it sounds like a, a bump this is where the space when i read the space thing i was like well yeah this feels like a bumpy landing Mm. do you know what i mean mm. it feels like everything's a bit out of tune everyone's a little bit ragged and Faded don't usually do that and it's a bit clangy and clunky and not in a bad way in a very very deliberate way but you can tell that it's obviously discordant and weird sounding towards the end of it but the vocal melody of the song is so great that it just ties everything together. Yeah. And they're obviously, you know, doing a kind of noisy discordant end to the record. And just to be fair, you know, we're not talking of, you know, they're not Napalm Death. It's anything, not Imperial so. Triumphant, no. No, no, it's nothing like that. But, you know, it is definitely, everything's a bit like caustic, as, as caustic as this record gets. And, but the melody makes it seem, still seem like a pop song somehow. Mm, like mm,
1: yeah yeah no, I can great. see what you mean. I wonder if that um slightly rougher rawer, ragged sense comes from the fact that they were like that um, they were jamming a lot of this material out. I don't know, maybe. But, yeah, certainly, I mean, we don't want to give the wrong impression. It's not, like, it's not broken. Uh, it no. it it's, it's feels very much on purpose, but deliberately Yeah, yeah done. very much yeah. deliberately done. Um, you, I mean, we're both big failure fans, but you, I, I think, even more so than, than, than me. Uh, in terms of, like, their back catalogue, are you at a point where you are ready able to sort of slot it in amongst your favorite ones or or is it too early at this
0: point it's too early at the moment i mean the thing here's what i will say is that discovering the heart as a monster and fantastic planet was like a magical thing to me and i do still go back to some of their other records but certainly less so than those two which i know like the back of my hand so i think it would be quite difficult for any other records to get in to kind of muscle its way in alongside those two records I do think that having said that there's always stuff from every failure record where I'm like that is a fucking great song that is a great song that is a and overall I think one of the things we said about uh, in the future your body will blah 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 one of the things we said was because it had all been released as three EPs and you kind of heard it I, I think we th- we we said we got to the point where you go yeah this does feel like you know it does feel like an album and they have made an album but because of the way that it was marketed and because of the way that it was released at first it was like this definitely feels like slightly less coherent as a record overall i think wild type droid certainly to me one thing i did like was when i first listened to it i was like i can see that this is a record. Yeah. Really
1: flows into one into each other, doesn't it? it, yeah. it the sequence and is perfect. Yeah.
0: And I maybe didn't quite get that initially on the previous record. Mm-hmm. I still think I still think, you know, that's that's not a that's a that's got some absolutely stunning songs on it that record. Yeah. It's brilliant. I mean, you know, it made my top I think it made my top 10. Mm. I mean, I think I I'm I'm not I put, put this I'm not sure th- this Anything that gets into my top 20 this year it's done really well because this is a fucking mad year. But I have to say, I mean, with my um, my bias towards failure and the fact that, you know, we got this record, what, three weeks ago, two, three weeks ago?
1: Yeah,
0: two, three right, th- yeah, weeks ago. Yeah, three weeks yeah, ago, yeah. So as soon as I got it, it's it's one of those records where, like, I got the, Z- I got the Ziano album the other day and I was, like, straight on. It's not out until... The end of January, yeah. give a fuck, and mm. going straight on. Sometimes I get it and go, Oh, good, I've got that. I'll listen to that at some point before it comes out. But this is one of the ones where I saw it and I was like, download straight oh, away, yeah. put it on yeah, yeah, immediately. Yeah, yeah. And um due to that, yeah, I think it's got a pretty good chance of getting, even though it's out in December. And, you know, and it's it's in my ears right now. So as we come to do our top basically what I'm saying is this album is fucking great. <laughs> I think I think I just might prefer it to the last one. Oh, wow.
1: Okay. Okay. Interesting. Cool. Um, I feel like I need more time with it before I can, uh, before I can say that for certain. Um, but that's more down to, you know, sometimes, uh, well, I was about to say sometimes I don't know how I feel about failure records until six months down the line. That's not true at all. I always love them from the first moment I put them on, but I, I don't necessarily know how much I'm going to love
0: them until six months down the line, I would say. Yeah. But um, I, I, I think it's, yeah, I mean, in terms of where it, it was going, I mean, I, when I first got it, I listened to it straight away. And then because of all kinds of other stuff, I did have a little period where I didn't listen to it that much. So I think when we were speaking yesterday about where, when we were going to record this, I was like, oh, I'm not sure if I'm ready yet mm. because I don't feel like I've And then I just sort of rinsed it quite a lot over the last 24 hours. Mm. And I'm like, actually, yeah, yeah, this is... And I was amazed at how much of it was already in my mind. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it sneaks up on you, this album, definitely. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. It's really, really good. And Failure are brilliant. You should go and listen to them. Every single thing that they've ever put out, but particularly, you know, if you want to, is this a good place to start? I suppose it's not the worst place. I don't think it's the worst place to start. It's not the worst place to start.
1: Certainly from the point of view that um, I, I, I think it's it's. I think there's an argument to say it's the s- simplest. Failure record. I don't know if this album does everything that I love mm. about failure, so that's the only reason why i um I'm ever so slightly hesitant to go. Yes, this is the place. I mean, I don't think Fantastic Planet is a bad place to start. I don't think the I mean, Heart of a Monster say, is a bad know, place to start. Yeah. I,
0: I think Fantastic Planet is. I mean, that is the place to start. To be yeah, to be clear, probably that's that's the classic, isn't it? I okay, can no, I've just had like a thousand letters delivered. No, oh. Christmas, isn't it? <laughs> All those Christmas cards. So That'll be my many admirers. Alright, anyway, good. Yes, but it is a great record. As per. As per. I mean, I love failure. You probably knew I was gonna say this, didn't you? You probably were fully aware that I was gonna say this. And probably fully aware that Renfrey was gonna say something yeah. sort of similar, yeah. I guess. I had an inkling. We're predictable, but correct. <laughs> put that on my tombstone cheers alright thanks very much for listening everyone we'll be back soon with another one of these I don't know what it'll probably be next year to be honest because there's nothing out really for a little while now is it it's December nothing's coming out we're not doing fucking Westlife's Christmas album so why the fuck would we I don't think we are no we could do broken records (laughs) if you want yeah no (laughs) I'm not doing that (laughs) fuck that anyway thank you very much for listening we will see you another time with another record but it might not be as good as this one because this is really good see you later